At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome into the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. This is season one, episode 140. Amal hates show titles and fun. Why do you imply I hate fun? Well, because we have fun with it. Well, I, I understand, but the show titles are lame. No show ever starts out. You don't see any other TV show. Hey, welcome into CSI. This is episode 151, and we're collecting royalty checks. Thank you very we're much. We're living IMDb. That's what we are. are we? That's good. It's easy, it's easy for people in their catalog. Forget all uh, that. Have know. you had your cup of coffee like our man Dan Campbell, the knee biter? We did, well, we did the Lions yesterday. We both came up with our play uh, on the season win total, but now some more news has come out, more revelations about Dan Campbell and his drinking habits. Well, to normally what I do is I get, I'll get two venti. I go to you know Starbucks. I get two venti of the pipe with two shots in them. So black eye and both. That's what I come in with. That's how I start the day. So, Maul, does that do anything to your pick on the Lions? Does that change the way you feel about their success this year? Yeah, I probably should increase the wager on the under because I'm not a coffee drinker. So. You know, the guy's getting two cups of coffee in the morning. He needs that to be energized. I, I never understood that with everybody needing coffee to get going in the morning. It's good they're drinking coffee in Detroit instead of Hemlock, which which is a very viable choice being the performance of all the teams in that state over the last half decade or so. Wow, you look at the big six teams in that state. Obviously, the it's four really, professional teams, Michigan and Michigan State. And if it weren't for Michigan basketball, 
I mean, uh, it would be just absolutely atrocious. I keep asking this question, and I don't want to turn into a Detroit hate show, although I wouldn't mind it. Uh, <laughs> but but of, of the four major teams, right? Lions, Tigers, Red Wings, Pistons, mm-hmm. or of the b- basketball or football programs at Michigan or Michigan State, which one is going to have a breakthrough? And by that, I mean even make the playoffs or get advanced in the playoffs uh, in one of the four major sports or be a top 10 team uh, in, in the college sports. Oh, that's easy. Michigan basketball. Juan Howard's done yeah, a tremendous job. It's not even okay. close right now. And Michigan State, okay. let's Michigan see. State's still relevant. They, they are, but you know the one thing Izzo's got in the past, he's won one national title in 25 years, and he's considered, I think he's a terrific coach, and, and I get you got to win at the end of the day, but if you think about it, a lot of other coaches, they get criticized for having either won once. Bill Self gets a lot of criticism. Um, and I'm surprised Izzo hasn't uh, gotten that same criticism. Who will be the next team other than Ohio State to win a Big Ten championship in football? I think Wisconsin or Penn State. Wisconsin I would lean towards. Other news out of the NFL. Uh, you know, I have a lot of love for Justin Herbert. I think he's just terrific. But news is coming down that he might not be the best quarterback in L.A. But by the yeah. way, has the yeah. uh, adoption paperwork been stalled? <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of bureaucracy there. They're doing some home checks. <laughs> uh, here's a quote from your guy, Aaron Donald. Best player in the NFL. In reference to Matthew Stafford, he's playing lights out. The way he works, the balls he's throwing to these wide receivers, I ain't never seen it done like that. So to see it firsthand, it's pretty cool. He's unbelievable. He's better than Jared Goff. There's no question. What does that say? Forget that. We already knew that. Here's the question I have for you. Who's the best quarterback in Los Angeles? Right now, today? Yeah, of course. No, we're not talking seven years from now. Uh... It's a 50-50 option, buddy. Don't take that long. You got dead air here. Well, CTR? Uh, <laughs> that's, that's a great response. I was not expecting that. God, you could at least go with Keaton Slovis at USC. I'm not a Slovis guy. I mean, Iowa, I Iowa routed him in that bowl game. I, Iowa doesn't score 50 points in the, in the bowl game, and Iowa tries not to score. <laughs> that's a great I'm not, a, I'm not a big Slovis guy. Um, no, I think right now it's Matthew Stafford, but I think Justin Herbert has a high ceiling. Since we have no organization in this show, let's talk about whatever we want. I'm going to tell you right now. Together for yeah, like two ten weeks. weeks yeah. Let yeah. me tell you, the best receiver in Los Angeles is not Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, uh, or Williams, or uh, Allen. It is Drake London at USC. This dude might be the toughest guy in college football. This is a guy I would want on my team any day of the week. Will he be a top ten pick? He won't be necessarily a top 10 pick, but listen, guys who are de- de- where they're drafted doesn't necessarily mean they can be great or they necessarily can't be great, rather. Let me rephrase that. Yeah, I would, I would agree with you there. Um, Remember, Tom Brady was drafted in the sixth round. It's good news, though. I mean, obviously, Stafford is impressing everybody in the Rams. He's impressing Aaron, Aaron Donald. He's impressed the coaching staff. They made the move to go out and get him. They've put him in a winning situation for the first time here. You've seen the odds in this market on the NFC West. Remember the 49ers were favored about two weeks ago. Uh, It's ticking down. The Rams are the only team that's really taking money here. They're down to plus 175 now. You can get $2 if you think the 49ers are going to win the division. Welcome to the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. I'm all so excited for our guest today. You were so stoked when Jacob told us we're getting Greg McElroy. Uh, unbelievable. Listen, I think he's a tremendous analyst in college football. He played at South Lake Carroll, and big news right now in college football has been Kit Quinn Ewers, who's going to Ohio State, skipped the senior season. He played at the same high school. Uh, McElroy's dad actually used to be a VP with the Dallas Cowboys. And so I want to get some of his insights in terms of if Dak Prescott or where they go with this one, but will obviously be college football-centric. And I want to see if he thinks name, image, and likeness could have a profound impact in terms of programs that players select. 
to me, if I was a big-time recruit, I would be looking, obviously, at the Alabama-Ohio State. I would take Clemson off the list, but you would have to consider USC and UCLA because of marketability in those markets. You're so excited for this guest. You actually did some prep. I would prep if you actually – listen, I would prep I if I felt like I was challenged by the knowledge that was uh, produced by my co-host. You, you are excited about it, and yeah. I'm excited to hear you ask some good questions uh, for, for once. <laughs> for once? For yeah. one. No, not for once, but it happens occasionally. Let's get back to this, this Matthew Stafford impressing everybody in L.A. and the debate that we are having or, or conversation about Justin Herbert, Matthew Stafford. Let's start here. If you're the GM of one of these teams – who would you rather have under contract for the next five years, Stafford or Herbert? Well, obviously it's going to be Herbert because he's younger. Matthew Stafford, remember, was the first overall pick in 2009. I mean, you're discounting Matt Stafford the fact that he's played in a horrible organization. I think when we started on air here five minutes ago, you were criticizing the Detroit professional sports and how bad they are. So I think that includes the Detroit Lions, who have not had a running back since Barry Sanders retired. They haven't had a defense since, I don't know, ever. And to me, it's it's a lot of it cannot necessarily fall on him. It's it's like I always said, Dan Marino's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. But it's not his fault that Don Shula would never fire Tom Olivadotti. Let's talk about it from the perspective of their overall teams and the Chargers or the Rams. Who do you think is going to have the better year? You've gone on record as saying you think the Rams have a very good chance to win the NFC this year and represent them in the Super Bowl. I think the Chargers... You know, they play in a division with the two-time defending AFC champion. I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility that they can contend and be within a game or two of the Chiefs and definitely lock down one of the top wild card spots. I think this is a team on the rise, and I think it's a team that in the next five years gets to one or multiple Super Bowls. The Chargers? Yes. The Los Angeles Chargers. No, well, first of all, I'm glad you got it correct instead of San Diego for once. But more importantly... The reason why I question it is, to me, there's something within their training program that's a problem because the number of injuries that they get set with probably, or excuse me, beset with is much more than any other program. I mean, it's unbelievable how often you see injuries. Joey Bosa is unbelievable, but he's injury prone. Mike Williams, terrific talent, has been injury prone as well. Even coming out of Clemson, that was a concern. Uh, I, I love Allen. I think he's an unbelievable receiver. I don't think he gets enough credit for how effective he is. The loss of Henry can't be overstated. I like the fact that they went with Rashawn Slater on the offensive line. I think that's going to have an impact. You know, you pointed that out the other day. Uh, I forgot which team we were talking about in, in kind of a comparison, and I thought that was an excellent point. Bengals and Chargers. Was it the, it was yeah. the Bengals, mm-hmm. right? They go draft offensive line to p- protect Herbert. I, I love that move. Look, at the end of the day, I think wide receivers, even though you want to have the most talented ones possible, guys can make plays at the receiver position, but linemen are the key catalyst, and we've seen this. Think about when the SEC started dominating college football. It was when Urban got to Gainesville, and they started in that offensive line play and defensive line play, and it's the same thing in the NFL. The Giants won that Super Bowl in 07 because they had that great front four, and that's critical. You need that. Look at the Rams. The reason why we talk about the Rams is not because of Stafford, and it's not because of Woods or anybody else. It's because of 99. You know, the Cowboys teams uh, that won three out of four Super Bowl built that around the line. Offensive line was unbelievable. Yes, they had skilled position players, but they built that team around the line. Larry Mm -hmm. Allen, Eric Williams, Mark Stepnowski. I mean, you had those great guys on the offensive line. Absolutely, and that's what sustained their excellence over that period. Um, They don't have the coaching change. They might have won four or five. Uh, Let's talk about the Chargers from this perspective. They're 7-1 to this year to reach the AFC Championship game. And here's an interesting prop that's put out there for both teams, the Rams and the Chargers. Their odds that they win their first five games, 30-1. to Nine and a half is their season win total. Alternate totals, to go over eight and a half, minus 165, to go under eight and a half, plus 135. To go, now here's one I'm interested in, to go over 10 and a half. So if you think the Chargers 
can be 11 and 6 or better, you can get plus 220 or you lay 275 that they're going to win 10 or fewer games. I, I like Let's take a look at their schedule, Amal, when we're talking about uh, for the Chargers, when we're talking about their first five games and then from this alternate perspective, can they get to 11 wins? Well, listen, um, the first five games, they have Washington at Washington, Dallas at Kansas City, Raiders and Browns. Um, you know, it's the NFL. Anything can happen. I, I, I think if you want to take a shot. By the way, I love these alternate props that are out there. These are unbelievable. I think it's going to be a challenge for them. I think this team is trending in the right direction. Are you content with what they have at the running back position? That's the big question mark I have for this team. Are they good enough right now in terms of where they sit from a running back perspective to be a team that's going to be a real yeah. contender? That's my one area of concern when you look at it. I'm not necessarily a big Austin Eckler guy. I, I know he's been solid, but I, I thought – Melvin Gordon was a little bit better now. Him being in Denver, or actually is he even still there, I can't even remember. But to me, um, I agree. I agree with you that Melvin, Melvin Gordon provided uh, a higher upside for them in terms of being able to run the ball and, and breaking off big runs. Here's the thing: the running back position in the National Football League continues to diminish in terms of being offensively successful. You're looking at a lot of three wide receiver sets, use of the tight ends near the goal line. I think they're able to throw the ball so effectively that their run game is actually their changeup. Right? And so they can be effective in those spots. I don't think this is a, you know, you're not going to have Anthony Lynn trying to run out the clock in the second quarter when he's up 17 points and just handing the ball off into the middle of the line. That's not going to happen again this year. You're going to get more balance on the on the side of the ball. I like after the bye the stretch that they have. Okay, Home to Patriots, at Eagles, home to Vikings. Vikings are good, we know. Home to Steelers, at Broncos, at Bengals, Giants. I think that's a stretch there where they come off the bye, they can reel off seven wins there at Mall terms of when you're talking about can they get to 11 Patriots Eagles Vikings Steelers Broncos Bengals and Giants yeah mm-hmm. I think they've got a great shot they really do because the road games are at Philly and at Denver at Cincinnati I mean it's very manageable look the health is the concern I have with this team that's the big question mark I have consistently if they're healthy they're a dangerous team but remember this is the same program that went 14 and 2 with Marty Ball and then just absolutely they really uh, had trouble in that first playoff game they, they did, and they, and they were so successful during the regular season. They also get a game against Houston in Week 16. When you talk about um, their outside of the division games, I know you and I, I think they should be a significant favorite at the football team in Week 1. Um, you disagree with me there. You think the football team should be favored. Week 2, they get the Cowboys at home. They should be favored in that game. Uh, and then Browns at home, that's a terrific game as well. So I don't know that they're going to win their first five. If they can come out of that first five at 3-2, and two, I think they're in excellent shape to get to that 11, and that alternate win total, plus 220, is very attractive. These alternate win totals, you know, we started doing it two years ago here. Now other places do it. DraftKings is doing it. I think that's the way you have to bet. If you have that strong of an opinion on a team, take plus 180, plus 240. There's no question. That's mm-hmm. why I think these alternate numbers are fantastic. you got a great opportunity on some of these plus prices. That's one of the things I love that you guys have done here with the yes, no to win, what have you. Some of the numbers are a little bit absurd, but you still have an option, right? I mean, there are certain teams you know that are probably not going to get to the Super Bowl. What are the Houston Texans, minus a million to not win the Super Bowl? Yeah, I'm, I can even put it on the board. I'm, I mean, you know, hey, listen, if somebody wants to bet it, let them have a shot at it. Typically, if it's, uh, if it's more than 200 to 1 on the yes, then we don't offer the no. Okay, that's got the, it. That's the standard. All right, a big part of when you look at evaluating the Chargers is how are the Chiefs going to do in that AFC West And that's where we're going to start our preview of the AFC West with the two-time defending AFC champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Let's take a look at their betting profile them all from a team perspective. We'll look at individual uh, coaches and players, and then we'll come up with our best bet on the Chiefs for the season. Favorite out of the AFC, they are plus $5, 
to win the Super Bowl, plus 250 to win the AFC for the third consecutive year, minus 250 to win their division, the AFC West. Win total here in a 17-game season, 12.5. Get a little bit of plus price on the over 12.5, plus 105 if you think they're 13-4 and four or better, and you lay 25 cents if you think they're 12-5 and five or worse. Prohibitive favorites to make the playoffs at minus 1,000. You can get plus $6 if you think they missed the playoffs this year, Mo. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen unless, um, obviously, Patrick Mahomes goes down. But Chad Henney is still serviceable. I don't think it's a bad backup quarterback situation when you look at the talent that they have around them. The big question concerns, obviously, the offensive line. I love the acquisition of Orlando Brown at left tackle. I think he'll make a, a difference there. You'll also get the rookie out of Oklahoma, Creed Humphrey. Uh, let's see how impactful he can be. This team should be pretty good. That's the big question mark is the offensive line. If they're effective there, this team will be fine. Look, you look at Mahomes. He's had a stellar career. I was most impressed with Patrick Mahomes in a loss in the Super Bowl more than anything else. He played well. I thought he played well as well. If they have the offensive line that they have to start the season in the Super Bowl, were they winning that game against the Buccaneers? I believe they do. I know a lot of people would disagree with that, but I really believe that. If that line is healthy, I think it becomes very difficult. He, it's It's been a while since you've been a quarterback. you got to go back to Manning and Brady in their prime when you have an offensive line protection where you're just not going to stop the other side. Kelsey, the best tight end in football? I Probably. I mean, you know, George Kittle, you can make a case for a couple of guys, but I, I think so. All right, let's look at the individual awards uh, for the Chiefs. Andy Reid for Coach of the Year, 28-1. to 1. When, when you think about the Coach of the Year market, usually it's exceeding expectations, and obviously they have high expectations here. But Andy Reid, absolutely one of the great coaches in the game in the last quarter century. Yeah, but he, he can't win it. Well, what are the Chiefs going to do? Go 17-0 for him to win it? I mean, if they go 16-1, and he doesn't probably win it. If they go 17-0, and and all of those coaches on teams that were expected to win two or three games only win five or six, right? Nobody else can have a huge, yeah, it, huge it's, year. Think about this. You see this all the time in sports where uh, I think there was a stat like at, at Ohio State. No, Ohio State had never had a Big Ten coach of the year in like 20 years. Mm-hmm. All they did was win the Big Ten every year. And, and so when you have a team that's this much of a prohibitive favorite, I think that's what hurts a uh, coach like Andy Reid. I don't think he can win it. Pat Mahomes for MVP, 5-1. to one. I would take Mahomes for Offensive Player of the Year at 7-1. to 7-1. to one. Yeah, that's a better bet. Because, look, if he's going to win MVP, he's probably going to be Offensive Player of the Year. With the quarterback, it's very much correlated. And I think what Mahomes should take him for Offensive Player of the Year. Michael Thomas had to have a stellar year. Um, you, know, you know, one of the other problems with these bets is in the NFL, there's not a lot of publicity surrounding it. You know, in the NBA, if you ask me what year... Uh, you can't ask me post-2000 because I didn't pay attention to the NBA after that. But you ask me anything like the 80s or 90s, I can tell you who won MVP. In the NFL, nobody knows. We know Peyton and Brett Favre won MVP every other year, basically, it seems like. I don't even know who, what year guys have won MVPs in this league. I mentioned Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey for Offensive Player of the Year, 18-1. to 1. Not good enough because his numbers are tied directly to Patrick Mahomes. Tariq Hill, Offensive Player of the Year, 22-1. to 1. Same situation. Don't forget, Hill and Kelsey are going to take away a little bit of their opportunities from both of us. What hurts both of these guys, is, especially uh, Hill, is he can draw penalties on big plays. Let's say you get a 40-yard pass interference down to the one or down inside the red zone. Who's going to get the score? Doesn't go into the statistics. Exactly. And the other thing is because their quarterback has such a great reputation. A wide receiver, a tight end, has a better chance to win an award if the quarterback is not seen as one of the best three quarterbacks in the game. Absolutely right. You look at real quickly, I'm just looking at uh, Gurley won in 17 running back, um, Michael Thomas, wide receiver. Uh, and Derrick Henry had a stellar year last year, won Offensive Player of the Year. So uh, the one thing I will say is this is not as much of a foregone conclusion from a quarterback standpoint, but I still think that if a guy's going to win Offensive Player of the Year, he has to have a chance to win MVP. All right, let's take a look at the defensive side of the ball. 
Uh, Tyron Matthew, Matthew for defensive nope. player of the year, 30 to 1. Nope. Draw a line through him. Chris Jones, defensive player of the year, 65 to 1. Uh, Chris Jones, you mean the bad tipper, Chris Jones? Uh, yeah, let's. Um, <laughs> uh, no, he, he's not a guy that I'm taking. Okay, uh, now we have some alternate totals here, uh, prop bets that we get to consider on the Chiefs as well. Their alternate wins, we said their the established wins is 12 and a half, 13 and a half. So the over is plus $2. Like with the Chargers, if you go over 10 and a half, one over their total, um, you get plus 220. Here with the Chiefs, if you go over 13 and a half, you can get plus two dollars or late two fifty. They've got to go fourteen and three to uh, to win that. Yeah, let me correct one thing. It, it's not Chris Jones that's the bad tipper. It's Frank Clark. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Frank Clark. Yeah, sorry. Set the record straight. I'm all. Thank <laughs> you. Um, and then the alternate under for them over eleven and a half. So twelve and five are better. You lay one seventy five under plus one forty five. Any of those? Either of those two alternates you're looking at? Um, you know, highest scoring team. I like. How about, how about that one at five to one? I'm not going to touch any of the alternates, but I like the. Um, do you think they go fourteen and three? I don't know. Let's take a look at their schedule, Jacob. Let's let's look at their out of con. Obviously, they're going to play a number one seed schedule, so they're going to have to go against the number one teams in their off games outside of division and how it lines up for them. A rematch of the playoff game against the Browns at Arrowhead to open the season. Then right away in week two, they go to Baltimore and then home to the L.A. Chargers. So the first three weeks, daunting task for them. First four out of five. Yeah, Bills. Bills at home. They get a little bit of a reprieve with the bye against the Eagles in week four. Yeah. Um, you know, it's going to be a challenge. Look, for Kansas City, I think if you're actually, this is a great spot for them. They get the Browns at home, they get Buffalo at home. I think it's unfortunate for the fact that the Ravens are the only road game. I think it's going to be very difficult to win one of these games on the road in Arrowhead. Mike, they could cement themselves for the AFC potentially in the first five weeks. If they start out 5-0, and oh, they got a chance because you'll have head-to-head wins oh, against your four biggest competitors. Hey, you're, you get to go. Let's talk about the first seven weeks. In the first seven weeks, oh, they, get to, well. they get to play the other three teams that are favored to win their divisions in the AFC. Yeah, and uh, So I they mean, get to head-to-head with all of them if they can win those games. And that yeah. one's at Tennessee, yeah. which is a very yeah. winnable game. Mm-hmm. And they lost that game, was it last year or two years ago, in Tennessee. So an opportunity here to enact some revenge. Uh, I think this is a great schedule, the way it shakes out for Kansas City. You're going to be healthiest earliest in the start of the season. you got a great opportunity here, and I love the fact that they're coming off that Super Bowl loss. I think it's one of the few teams that's going to have a terrific season despite losing the Super Bowl. Yeah, you look at some of the games that you can probably pencil them in for. They get the Eagles. They get the Giants. They play the football team at Washington. They get Dallas at home. They're faced, faced up against the NFC East. Week 17, they get to play the Bengals. They do go to Cincinnati there. Um, home to the Steelers. Yeah, home to the Browns in the other game with the AFC North. Uh, they're uh, away at the Ravens. I, I, I look at this schedule. Is it worth it? Fourteen and three. I think you have tough division games with the Chargers. Both of those games are going to be are going to be tough. I don't know how good the Raiders are going to be this year. I think they beat the Broncos twice. I don't think that's too much of a sweat. I would try to look for a better spot. Highest scoring team is interesting. The one that you pointed out there at five to one. Looking at the schedule, outside of the Colts, who we don't feel are necessarily going to be a contender now with their injuries, they play everybody, including the Steelers. They get the Raiders, obviously, twice within the division. They're going to be in a situation, potentially, Mike, where games 16 and 17 may not matter that much for them if they run away and hide from everybody. So I think that's something to consider. Yesterday, Amal, we, we talked about Padres and A's. Manaya came off the board. We couldn't bet the game. We wanted to bet him. They put him back on the board. Snell outpitched him. Another good pitching matchup in Oakland today as we get Musgrove and Montas. We'll talk about that and some other MLB games. That's next on The Nuts.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the Natural Hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Beeson College Football Betting Guide is here, Amal. Start your football season on the right foot with our expert analysis and picks for conference champions, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff teams, plus power ratings for every team. They have the picks for Heisman hopefuls. What what book is offering Heisman hopeful? There's like six Heismans that can win. Your team's got to be a national title contender. We'll talk about I think we're going to talk about that with Greg McElroy. By the way, he's coming up on the show in 20 minutes. Now is also a great time to get your all-access VEASAN subscription, including our college and pro football betting guides 
along with everything we offer for the entire football season. Come all, it's only $19.99, but why pay the $19.99? Just sign up for a free trial at vsin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back into the nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. Blake Snell pitched very well on the road. If you consider having runners on second and third base every inning for the first four, you know, he, pitching well. He had a lot of high leverage pitches. As, <laughs> oh, the, my as, God. As, as the analysts say, as the statistics guys say, high leverage. It, it was. They were very fortunate last night that the uh, A's didn't rally. They had some opportunities to put this game away. Couldn't. Uh, excuse me. Oakland had a chance to come back in the game. Couldn't do it. Couldn't get a clutch hit when they needed it. So really hurt the A's opportunities in that one. But give Snell and the uh, Padres credit. Uh, Mike, I might have a play in the playbook on this one today. Oh no, it's Musgrove and Montas. We won't go too deep into another good pitching matchup. Early afternoon game in Oakland Alameda. Braves and Cardinals tonight, and I I thought you might have a play on this game, and that's why I put it in, only because it's J.A. Happ. Yeah, I thought about this one, about taking the over with Happ or coming back, but the problem is Happ's numbers are so atrocious, I couldn't back St. Louis in this spot. You'd have to look towards the over here. I think both teams get to four in this one. You know, for me, Smiley used to be a play against, especially when he's with the Rangers. He's that big Uh, lollipop left-handed. I don't even know how this guy's in the big leagues. He's pitched better, though. Uh, Well, you know, if you like guys with ERAs north of four. Yeah, but that's pretty good. That's an improvement at this point in his career. I actually lean a little bit here. The Cardinals have sort of faded out of it. I mean, everybody in the NL Central besides the Brewers and the Reds are sort of faded out of it. The Cubs, just like the Nationals, waved the white flag at the trade deadline. Um, I like the Braves in this spot here tonight. I, I, I think 115 is a short road dog. They're not out of it. The Mets continue to falter. Our guy Josh Tower was right. Tyon Walker, not the real deal. He couldn't keep it up. He loses again last night to the Marlins. He, I mean... He's just been horrendous his last now, including yesterday's last four starts. He's been getting rocked. And with and with the Grom on the bench, I mean, uh, the, Stroman's your guy. He's got to lead the troops. So it's a tough situation for a team that doesn't score a lot of runs for the Mets. Total here is nine. You lean the over here, Amal, at, at even money? I would look towards the over here, yes. Actually, I think the over's at minus 120. All right, I'm going to return to the scene of the crime. That's Chavez Ravine from last night. Um, I actually had Bueller in a parlay. Yeah, I, I had some run line plays, but I also did a money line parlay I told you about during the break yesterday. I had Wheeler, who blows the run line. They were up four to nothing, end up winning five to four, but I, he wins for the money line parlay. I had Ryu, uh, and they win. They cover the run line. They went outright. And then I had Bueller as the third part of that leg. Not his fault. I mean, he gives up one run um, in six innings. Uh, he, he got over 100 pitches there, but the Dodgers didn't score a run last night. You're not going to win. We don't score any runs. Uh, McCullers pitched well. That, I that did, is tremendous insight. I did make, and I and I sent it to you. A first five underplay is sort of a hedge against the Bueller, right? Mm-hmm. Because I I didn't I didn't think Bueller was going to give up more than one once he gave up the one. And if the Dodgers didn't score, I could get some of the money back. Obviously, you had gotten a good line on the overnight with Bueller, but the Dodgers do lose. Now your boy Max Scherzer gets his first start for the Dodgers tonight. He's going against Jake Odorizzi. He's only two twenty tonight. If you're looking at the run line here. Anywhere from a dollar five to a dollar fifteen, I've seen in different parts. I'm surprised at this total eight and a half or nine at all the books. Yeah, but remember in baseball we're seeing much higher totals, so no real surprise there. Odorizzi on the bump tonight, so we could potentially see the Dodgers have some success offensively. Uh, tough one for me last night with the Dodgers run line; they couldn't get anything going offensively. Let's see if they can get on track with Max on the mound here. I like their chances in this one. A um, little bit of a high price. Uh, would have to potentially consider a run line here or look at a parlay. The run line's not bad at minus one and a half, minus 105, though. Uh, I, I agree with you there. I'd looked at the run line in this spot. I don't know if I'll play. It depends on how the days goes. I got a lot of soccer plays going with UEFA qualifiers right now, so we'll have to, have to see how it goes. Uh, but I'm, I, I will look at this game. Obviously, another 
premier matchup. Got some games going on right now, Amal. Uh, Rays uh, hosting Seattle. Seattle ticked the first two games of the series. Kikuchi bounced back pitch well last night. Yeah, he did, and uh, effective job by Seattle on the road. Now they're trailing 3-1 to one in this one against the Rays. They did jump out one nothing with the Rays rally with three runs and have the lead right now, I think, uh, top of the fifth, two outs for the M's. So we'll see if they can come back in this one. And uh, really a nice job here as uh, Wendell and Arizona. Randy, I always mess up Arena. Rose Arena. Thank you, Rose Arena. I, I mean, don't know why I butcher his name every time. And in the game last night, I had the first five under, didn't get there, the three-run homer in the fourth. Um, Louis Castillo, huge favorite. They gives up a homer in the first, but they've rallied now. Reds are on top 5-1 in the top of six. Yeah, I'm not going to say I told you so, but I told you so. Be careful. Yeah, that. I didn't like that underplay in the small park. I have four homers in the first five innings. Small. They're very, very small. When we come back, <laughs> I'm all in in the Palm Reader playbook. That's next on the Nuts. Wait days for your winnings. Cash out instantly with Bet Rivers' new feature, Rush Pay. Get your cash when you want it at Bet Rivers Sportsbook, the industry leader with exclusive bets, daily specials, odds boost, and the most in play betting options out there. As always, get $250 match bonus, fastest payouts, and only one time playthrough at Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Offer valid in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. Not valid in Iowa. Welcome back into the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's the Mall Shaw. Rough day for us yesterday. Uh, we didn't ruin, ruin the perfect night by denting the win column. Let's see where you're <laughs> where, where you're going today, Amal. Yeah, I've got a few plays here in Major Ooh. League Baseball. Let's start with a uh, underplay between the Mets and the Marlins, under 7.5 here in this matchup. I like the pitching matchup. Uh, Thompson on the mound here for the Fish against Carrasco. Remember, only uh, just coming back off the disabled list, former Indians pitcher. I think he's got a good opportunity here. These, both these teams have been inconsistent in terms of hitting the baseball, so I think it's an opportunity here. And then the A's and the Padres. I like this day game in Oakland, over eight, even though Musgrove and Montas are on the mound. I think we'll see some runs in the daytime in the Bay Area. And they're going to parlay the Giants with Gosman on the mound, taking on the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, Giants minus 210, excuse me, minus 180, and the Dodgers... Minus uh, 210. 210. I got a parlay that involves the Giants as well. Um, I've got uh, two plays. One's the parlay that's a, a baseball parlay. And then I've got this match that's going already in these UEFA qualifiers. This, uh, of course, at Maximir in Croatia. Dyna- Dynamo Zagreb, the Croatian sensations, taking on the Polish team, Liga Warsaw. Under two, and I was shocked they had, they had a two and a half on this game. I'm all, no game has gone over two goals in any of their qualifying matches. And this is, again, a two-leg match. So home-and-home series goes by total goals. If it's tied, it goes by road goals. If they have the same amount of road goals, then it goes to extra time. But these first legs tend to be more cagey. Teams want to stay close. They don't want to get out of range. We're 32 minutes in here. It's still 0-0 in Croatia. This is a three-unit play for me. People say, oh, it's already going. You made the bet. Well, yeah, but... I sent it early to Bill 80, so it's on that members only. You get the jacket and you get the email at 9.30 Pacific time every morning. So that's part of your VEASAN subscription, folks. 
but did you pay for? You get the best bets email. That's all the host and all the guests each day. Bill usually puts one out in the morning that encompasses all the morning shows and then one later in the day and on the weekends, sometimes two or three times a day. And then my baseball parlay has Gaussman as well. I think it's a bounce-back spot for the Giants. Baumgartner pitched great last night for the Diamondbacks. I like Otani. I think this Ranger team has been left for dead now for two weeks. The Angels on the road. This is a reasonable price, 170. And then a game that just got underway, Freddie Peralta, uh, who has been arguably the best starter outside of the first month of the season for the Brewers. They lose in extras last night to the Pirates, and I laid the big price with him. It's 250 on the Brewers, 170 on the Angels, 180 on Galsman. You put them together, you get back, plus 246 here at Mall. Yeah, I like that payout. Brew crew in action right now. I had an opportunity in the first inning, couldn't do anything. Pirates also had the bases loaded, didn't do anything in the first inning. In there. Uh, have you been following any of this European soccer, these qualifiers? So I have not yet. I'd probably get more involved once the season gets going on. I uh, don't have that much interest in it. I'm not sure uh, you know, which country's at war and which city's ready to play. There's some interesting places that they're playing at. I had to look up a few of these uh, that come from lesser-known leagues. Uh, the, 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 this Beneficia team, though, that's up 2 to nothing on Moscow. Portugal? That's a Portuguese league. Yeah. They're, they're, they're a top, top-flight team. In the Portuguese league. Yeah, Benfica's uh, been tremendous. Uh, you know, you look at them historically in terms of what they've been able to do there. Yeah, and you know my favorite team out of that league, Porto. Porto. Yeah. Porto F- and Lille. Porto, yeah. Porto and Lille are my teams. The French team, Lille, and, uh, and of course, the Portuguese team, uh, Porto. Action underway here. Continued to lead the Rays 3-1 to one over the Mariners in that game. Mariners took the first two in this series. Continue to make up ground in the wild card race. Uh Louis Castillo got out of the top of the six. He had first and second. Nobody out. Still lead 5-1 to one there with the Reds. And as you say, just underway Brewers and Pirates. Yeah, you know, this uh, Reds team at home, I, I think the Twins are going to be a bet against. Real quick, I want to point out some stats in terms of, do you know the Minnesota Twins this year have won two games by one run? The rest of their wins have all been by two runs or more. So if you take the Twins, reverse run line. By the way, you know, I was going to text you last night. I ended up taking a late play on the Giants. Reverse, uh, excuse me, uh, Diamondbacks. Reverse run line plus 270. If you look at Mad Bum's numbers, he had been terrific, and I thought, great spot against his former team. And Cueto struggled early on. They win that one in a tight one. I want to go to a race that's really heating up with multiple teams in it, and that's the NL East right yeah. now. Talked about the Mets fall train. You took a play on the total there tonight. Braves are still in it. Phillies are still in it. I think the Marlins and the Nats at this point are sort of, I don't think they're in a position that they can Correct. be hot enough the rest of the year to win the division. But when you take a look at this race here, Phillies now just a game and a half back, and the Braves two and a half back. Who do you like to win this division? I still like Philadelphia. I think they're going to be the better team. You know, you look at uh, Washington got rid of Scherzer, Noah Acuna for the Braves. That makes it very difficult. So I think you have to take a look at the Philadelphia Phillies here. And you took a look at the betting markets. Mets still favored at DraftKings, minus 170. I like this price on the Phillies, plus 320. Yeah, I think it's a good price. I think it, <laughs> I think it's a good one to take right now. When you take a look at their starters mm-hmm. for Philadelphia for the Phillies, I think they line up as well as anybody in the division. Without question. I think Wheeler can match up with anybody. In the, even as great as DeGrom is, you get the edge with that Philadelphia offense against the Mets offense, so you like their chances there. Nola, been tremendous, very consistent pitcher. He hasn't been as good as he was last year but I still or two years ago, but I still think he's good enough where you can win with him. Yeah. Interesting, the other night in the game against the Nationals, they converted Suarez and had him start the game. They got through, they rallied, and won the game. Then come back with Wheeler last night. I had him on the run line. They're up 4 to nothing. And then 5-2 to two in the 8th. Of course, they give up the pit bullpen. But actually, Wheeler got charged the runs. But they, they inherited runners. Gave up 2, but they held on to win 5-4 to four now. Back within a game and a half. Yeah, this is the team, though. you got to pay attention to them. I think they have an opportunity to make some noise. They're, like If you like a long shot, Philadelphia could be a team that's very dangerous. And then the, the, the Eastern Division in the American League, we see it be a two-horse race so far uh, between the Red Sox and the Rays. 
Rays lose again to the Mariners, but the Red Sox can't make up any ground losing at Comerica last night. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that that's just a, but Peralta on the mound did an effective job. Uh, Only two runs, though, in that game with that offense? It's surprising good. to me. If you'd have told me Detroit scored four, I would have liked my bet on the on Boston, minus 140. <laughs> I don't. I mean, listen, the Red Sox struggling right now a little bit. We saw them have their struggles down in Tampa and now here in Detroit. Yankees have made up some ground. They were nine back, now six back. The Blue Jays bounced back behind Ryu last night. Mats is a $2 favorite today. They are seven back. Either of those two teams have a chance to win the division. Uh, I think not. <laughs> I'm just saying that to appease you. No, I don't really think they have a shot at all. I think it's a runaway between Boston and Tampa. And how about for the wild card? The second wild card, do the A's have a chance of faltering, and can the Yankees or Blue Jays pick up the pieces? Yes, I think that's a possibility there. I think Toronto's a team you keep an eye out for in terms of playoffs. The Yankees still have some concerns from a hitting standpoint. Rizzo's improved them, but Gallo's going to be a detriment to them. He's going to strike out too much. Yeah, he might hit a few homers, but are they going to be meaningful? Are they going to, are they going to be a value win at the right time? I'm surprised they didn't address the starting pitching. I think that's been an issue as well. Herman obviously hasn't been the same. Cole, not the, the number one guy that, that many thought he would be. It's still a favorite in the Cy Young race. I just don't think anybody has emerged in the American. All right, when we come back, we're going to have Greg McElroy does a tremendous job calling games for ABC and ESPN, and I know Amal has a tremendous number of questions lined up. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm, and he's Amal Shaw, and it's our pleasure to welcome to the program for the first time Greg McElroy, former quarterback for the Crimson Tide, the pride of South Lake Carroll. You can hear him calling all the top games on ESPN and ABC, as well as McElroy and Kublik in the morning on Jocks uh, FM. Welcome in, Greg. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me. I want to start with the Big Ten and Ohio State. Um, who do you see in this conference as posing the biggest threat, if any, to Ohio State repeating again as Big Ten Conference champions. And do you think that the, that Ohio State at minus 225 to make the playoffs is a great bet? Well, I, I think Ohio State has more questions this year than they've had in quite a while, the quarterback position being one. However, I'm not that concerned about some of the guys that they have vying for that position. All are highly recruited, all feel quite good. Uh, all looked quite good in the spring, so I'm not really that worried about Ohio State at quarterback, plus a very quarterback-friendly offense that should kind of inflate and probably prop up whoever's playing the position to a level that they're going to be really good statistically. So I'm not that concerned about Ohio State um, at quarterback, but I do think they have some problems defensively. Those those questions that really kind of never really used to exist. And they always had a complete game changer up front defensively. And at least in the last handful of years, the guy that's named used to wreck teams, offensive game plans is a guy named Bosa. Uh, They had two of them (laughs) and they were both pretty dang amazing. They don't really have that game changer up front right now. Uh, Assuming a guy maybe develops this off season is something I'm willing to make though, because they have had guys come out of nowhere to lead the Big Ten in sacks in the past. So it'll be really interesting to see whether or not that guy comes to fruition. But I didn't like their ability last year to kind of change things up defensively. They played the same defense almost all the time. And they got absolutely picked apart by Alabama in the national championship. And I don't like seeing three linebackers on the field when and the other opposing offense has three receivers on the field. You should be a nickel. <laughs> and you should have – sub-personnel in Ohio State wasn't really willing to go there last year. So I'm hoping they made some adjustments there. But I think they're a safe bet to win the Big Ten because the gap is so wide. If I had to place one on value, it'd be on Penn State. And if I want one that has a little more of more upside, uh, I'd go Iowa. I think Iowa's got a chance to be really good. They ended up really playing well down the stretch after a tough start to the season. Uh, so I, to minus 225, that's 
I don't really see any value in Ohio State there, but I'd be willing to roll the dice on a couple long shots at Penn State and Iowa. I like your point on the Ohio State defense. He's being kind. They've been horrendous at times last couple of years, minus 2019. Greg, I want to stay on the Ohio State theme a little bit because the big news right now in high school and college football, your former high school, South Lake Carroll, the number one recruit in the country, Quinn Ewers, for the 2022 class has now opted into 2021, is going to enroll at Ohio State primarily due to name, image, and likeness. From your perspective, having won a national championship at a prominent school like Alabama, how impactful will this be in recruiting moving forward, and how does this uh, impact the landscape of college football for players coming in? Because we saw Tony Grimes in North Carolina come in a year early, but that was due to COVID last year because they canceled high school football in Virginia. Yeah, I think we're all kind of anxious to see exactly how it impacts recruiting. I think we've all heard the horror stories. You know, those that have opposed name, image, and likeness say, oh, this is going to bring out the underbelly of college football. All right, well, who cares? Like, if the underbelly exists, what's the matter if it's out in plain daylight? doesn't make a difference, I don't think. So I'm not that concerned about that angle. Uh, I actually think that this is kind of a, is a mad rush. It's like 1849 when people are flocking to California in search of gold. And I think when people finally figure out that, the investment in some of these 17 and 18 year olds is probably not going to pay its returns because of the transfer portal and the freedom that players now have to move and leave their original destination. I think there's going to be a lot of really bad business decisions that are being made. So I think it, right now here in this off season with it being just a little over a month old, yes, it's going to be a mad rush. So if you are a high school senior, you're hitting the lottery because I think there's going to be some, companies that will look at these investments that they've made in players and think to themselves, this was not worth it. We're never doing that again. So I, I think it's a timing thing right now. I think it will settle itself out and the market will dictate what these players are worth because I can't tell you at all that Quinn Ewers is worth seven figures, which is what some people are speculating he's going to receive. Like, I don't think Bryce Young who's never started a game at Alabama is worth seven figures. And there's speculation as to what he's making there as well. So I think there's a lot of bad decisions being made by small business owners and in some cases, big business owners, but it'll settle itself out here in the next couple of years. And I don't think it'll be as crazy as it feels like right now. Completely agree with you. I love the point you just made there. I want to stay on the name you just mentioned, Bryce Young, projected to be the starting quarterback for the Crimson Tide. How impactful can the kid out of modern day be for this team? I know there's a lot of projections of what he's going to be, but I still think when you lose the talent that Alabama has lost, even though they reload, I, I just don't think it can be glossed over that simply. Yeah, I think that there, there's a lot of people that are really just looking at the name on the front of the jersey and looking at who patrols the sidelines, saying, fill them in. They're going to win the national championship. And I think there's a lot to be learned about this team. It doesn't mean I don't feel good about them. doesn't mean I don't love what their recruiting looked like the last couple of years. doesn't mean I don't love the depth and the talent that's on the roster, but a lot of that talent's unproven. And a lot of that talent has never been forced to put on the alpha dog role in whatever position group that they're playing. For instance, John Mechie, let's use him as an example. He was the number three wide receiver last year behind Jalen Waddell, and obviously the Heisman Trophy winner, Devontae Smith. Yes, he was excellent. Had almost 1,000 yards, almost single-handedly won the game against Texas A&M, was huge in that game, stepped up over and over and over again throughout the course of the season. But he was always being covered by their third-best cover guy. If he's getting the opposing team's best cover guy, is he going to be as successful? And I don't know the answer to that. I think he will, but I think that's – certainly an assumption that you're going to have to make if you feel really good 
about some of the personnel that needs to be replaced. I also think that Najee Harris is going to be a tough replacement. He was so versatile out of the backfield. And, of course, Mac Jones and his ability to kind of pick you apart defensively and, and be really accurate with the football, that, that's something that's going to be difficult to replace as well. So I think the upside is certainly there, but like Ohio State, and not really all that unlike Clemson, I think all three of the top teams that traditionally we circle going into the year, I think all three teams have more questions than they have answers at this point because of some of the pieces they're having to replace. We're speaking with Greg McElroy, one of the voices of college football for ESPN and ABC, former Alabama quarterback. You can find him on Twitter at Greg McElroy. Greg, let's stay where the football just means more in the F- in the SEC. My partner Amal Shaw likes the Georgia Bulldogs to win the conference this year. You can, you know you can't beat Nick with a, a future accountant Stetson Bennett the fourth. They've got JT Daniels at quarterback, um, and we had Tom Hart on from the SEC Network. He thinks. Texas A&M is in the best position. Kellen Mond leaves after over a decade there in College Station. He thinks it's all in for Jimbo this year, and this is their best shot to win an SEC title. If it's not Alabama, who is it this year? Uh, I would agree with Tom Hart and say it's probably A&M. They did lose some pieces, but if you look at Kellen Mond over the course of his career, he's barely above a 60% passer. He was extremely inconsistent. He did become kind of a draft darling because he does have a natural skill set that's really impressive. And he does have a really high ceiling. The problem is he just tapped that ceiling over the course of his, of his career. He never stayed steady at that ceiling. He had performances like last year against Florida where he was off the charts good. Then he had performances like last year against LSU where he was unrecognizably bad. So I think that Kellen Mond, him being gone, might not be the worst thing in the world for Jimbo Fisher. I think whoever steps into that spot, whether it's Zach Calzada, who's a sophomore, more of a thrower, or Haynes King, who's an elite track star speed, but also a pretty accurate arm as well. They're vying for the quarterback spot. Whoever it is might not have the ceiling that Kellen Mond had, but their floor might be a little bit higher. So they might have a little bit more predictable productivity on a week-to-week basis. So I'm actually bullish on A&M at quarterback. And then the offensive line is the other thing that a lot of people have said about A&M. they got to replace four of the five starters. Well, only one of the four departures got drafted, and he got drafted in the fourth round. So we're not talking about, you know, all-world incredible players up front that are needing to be replaced. In steps of Matthews' brother. That's right, just like Bruce, Bruce Matthews is the dad. They've had several others that have come up. He's going to play center. Their best offensive lineman from a year ago slides out to left tackle. They get a transfer in from Tennessee, who's a day-one starter. Immediately, it's going to play right tackle. And the two guys that they have playing at guard, both are four- and five-star recruits. So they actually think that they're going to be better up front than they've been in years past. So I think this is the best opportunity, too. They also host Bama on October 9th in College Station. And getting Bama away from home uh, is obviously something that's huge if, if you're going to try to pull off the upset. So I would say A&M is in the best position, uh, assuming they can adequately replace the offensive line departures and the quarterback. Greg, let's go quickly, big picture, with the Pac-12. Oregon plays at Ohio State September 11th, an imperative game. Washington at Michigan can this conference get back to relevancy in college football? Are these must-have games, or if they get tripped up, even if it's tight games, it still impacts them moving forward? I think these, you can make a case, and I hate to be a prisoner of the moment, right, guys? I, mean, I think it might be the two most important games in the Pac-12 schedule in the last five years. You can make a strong argument that there was not a game played in the Pac-12 last year that mattered as it related to the playoff. Yeah. Not one. They started... November 11th or whatever it was, November 4th, I don't remember the exact date of when they got things underway, but 
the narratives about the college football teams at that point had already been clearly established, and then comes the Pac-12. There was not one game that mattered for the playoff picture. And that's a problem. That's a real problem. And then you have a Pac-12 North champion in Washington. You can't even play in the Pac-12 championship game except Oregon. Oregon finished 25th in the country for no reason whatsoever. And they are your Pac-12 champion to go to the Rose Bowl. I mean, it was a worthless season for the Pac-12. So there's only one way to go uh, from where they were last year. But I think that Oregon has a legitimate chance of knocking off Ohio State. I know people think I'm crazy when I say that. But I, I think Ohio State, like I mentioned earlier, they got about some question marks. And Oregon's very physical. They have some really good personnel on the defensive line. They have a quarterback in Anthony Brown, that's who we assume it's going to be, that's really good as well. So I'm very excited about what Oregon might be this year, and I would not be surprised at all if they made things uncomfortable for the Buckeyes very close. Greg, absolutely terrific information. We appreciate the time. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate you guys. Thank Thank you. you. He's great. I'm out the next two days. I'm all out next week. But tune in tomorrow. Wes Reynolds and Amal will break down SummerSlam 98. <laughs> Stay tuned to VEASAN for Betting Across America. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.